podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Basketball's coming to town, basketball's coming to town, basketball's coming to town. Scott's making a list, Grant's checking it twice, they're gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Basketball's coming to town. Basketballs are coming to town. Bosco's boys are back. It's a big, big episode. Before we get into it, we're going to talk a little bit about, of course, my bookie. Guys, whether you're an expert gambler or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. Um, obviously, we've been talking about them forever. If you're new to the show, there's all sorts of things you can bet on. Um, college football, college basketball, NPA, NHL. Uh, you can make NFL custom reality TV. Yeah, politics. custom prop bets, um, esports. You name it. My bookie's a place to do it. Um, We've been recommending these guys all season. If you hop on there now, mybookie.ag, um, and you sign up with our promo code, Capital Boys 25 they'll give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. Also follow them on Twitter. Yeah, at mybookie. They, they give away or money Or betmybookie. At betmybookie. They give away money like all the time. I think they've given up away over like $10,000 for their followers this football season. So go do it. Let's hop into it. No beer of the pod today. We're healthy boys. Um, this is it. Yeah, this is it. This is the uh, the official coach. Chris Kleiman is now on board. Uh, no time to be depressed. We uh, we had the depressed pod. That's over. It is time for a brand new era of K State football. Um, uh, we're gonna open it up. We're both gonna kind of give statements or rants, whatever we want to do it. Um, I'm going to kick us off, Grant. You can either critique or you can jump right into yours right after I'm done. We can talk about it. But uh, here's here's my stance on the hire. I mean, this is this is our platform. This is what I have to say. Uh, K-State football has invested close to half a billion dollars into facilities, into salaries, into everything that goes with producing a college football program in the last 10 years. Think about that just for a second. Half a billion dollars. That's, you know, om- we are almost to that threshold. If everything goes as planned in the master plan, we will go past that. We'll get close to three quarters of a billion dollars in football investment. All of this was done in mind to attract the best possible head coaching candidate when Bill Snyder retires. Gene Taylor put his reputation on the line he put his job on the line and he hired Chris Kleiman he's been a name that's been on everyone's radar since Gene got hired would he have been on my top five no would he have been in my top 10 probably not do people have the right to get pissed off 100% if you are going back and telling every single person who's invested money into this program since Bill Snyder came back with the idea of we need to do all of this so when the time comes that Bill Snyder steps down again, we can hire the right guy to take us into the new era of K-State football. If you would have told him it was an FCS coach, you're not getting that type of investments. The Westside Stadium Center is not getting built. Veneer is not getting built. You're not going to see season ticket donation records broken year after year after year. Gene Taylor did it anyways. Is he going to face backlash? Yes. Have fans gone crazy? Not only fans, donors. Have Has everyone, you know, gone into his email inbox, Twitter mentions, all of that 100%. Are we going to see a decline in season tickets? You bet your ass we are. We're probably going to see the lowest level of donations since the Ron Prince era. But Gene Taylor did it anyways. 
I trust Gene Taylor. I still believe in Gene Taylor. And after I took a second, I stepped back away from the table and saw that the one man that had more riding on this hire than any of us, than all of us fans combined, everyone listening to this podcast combined, the guy who had it all riding, he said, fuck it, I ride with Cly, and so do I. Yes, there were some talks about Seth Luttrell, and maybe we'll get into conversations about what was going on there. But still, despite everything, he, he's putting it all on the line for a guy who he believes in. And since I believe in Gene, I'd ride with Cly. There are so, so many statistics that can fly in the face of this working out. We, we read some of them. Our friend Cole Manbeck, who originally was supposed to be on the show with us, shout out to Cole, he had great tweets about the winning percentages of FCS and below coaches who move up to the FBS level. It's not great. But guess what? Chris Klein is the single greatest FCS coach in the history of the world. And the fact that there are some success stories tell me that it can be done. I think Chris Kleiman is going to come in. He's going to improve recruiting. He's going to improve the image of this university. And he's a damn winner. I ride with Chris Kleiman. I'm all in on this hire. I'm backing it. But I'm not going to tell folks that they can't be mad. Folks can 100% be mad. That is your right. You have the right to withhold donations, withhold tickets, you can do whatever you want. That is your God-given right, and you can do with your time and money what you want. But I know I'm reloading and I'm going all in on this because I legitimately think that when it is all said and done, we're going to look back at this hire and say, Gene risked it all, and it worked out. Are we going to achieve the highs we saw with Bill Snyder? I don't know. Could this crash and burn? 100% but I'm backing this higher and I, and I, and I think that I think that we can be great again. He shot a shot and it might be a one in a hundred shot, but there's that one. So that's, that's my stance. That's my intro <laughs> to the show. Uh, you can pick this apart. You can go out into your statement and then we can regroup. We should have just done that as a cold open. Man. That should have been a cold open, but, but um, I, it's hard. But to everyone has to go to my bookie now. So. True. Yeah. Um, so, I agree with pretty much everything you just said. It's hard to dispute any of that. Um, first of all, hey, welcome, welcome to K State, Coach Kleiman. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'm disappointed with the hire. I think it's because I invested a lot in Latrell, and I really like the idea of a young coach coming in and modernizing things, invigorating the fan base. Um, it was an exciting prospect of hire that made me feel like you know we were on the forefront of things and we were being very right. active, and I liked that a lot. Losing that was disappointing. That said, I've warmed to the idea of Chris Kleiman. There's obviously the risks that come with it, and they've been discussed at length. Um, <coughs> you know, recruiting connections mainly, that's that's my main um, concern. But, you know, <laughs> I guarantee we're going to put more emphasis on recruiting now that Chris Kleiman is head coach than we have in the last 10 years. And... Um, you know, I'm not that worried about it as I, I'm, I'm not that concerned like I was initially. Um, I think it was just such a big loss when we were, we just had so much riding on the hopes of Latrell and us going after a hot young name was very exciting and losing that sucked balls, but you know what? I'm ready. I'm, I'm also, I'm on board with, with Cly, Cly guy. I'm ready to roll. I'm excited. I'm like thinking about the future and I'm I'm genuinely excited about it. So, I'm ready to roll. Yeah, so the a lot has happened in just not even the last 24 hours. So, Gene offered him the job. It was accepted late last night. Um he's already been on the phone with recruits. We've already landed our first recruit who was a cornerback out of Dallas, you know, out of Texas, this place that we thought, oh, no Texans going to come play for Chris Simon yeah. within an hour of it, who had offers from Arizona and Iowa. Um, it sounds like he's going to do more in-house recruiting visits from tomorrow night to, fr to Thursday. So in a 24-hour period, he's going to visit more recruits in person than Bill Snyder has the entire time since he's been back. Yeah. 
it, it's 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 just crazy. And another thing I want to throw out there, the Sar- Sargon rating or Sarkeesian rating, whatever, whatever one of those massive computer nerds who does the computer rankings for every single college football team from Division One down to Division Three. Do you have any idea where North Dakota State lands? Top five. No, tw- twenty. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but still. There I are it was going to be something. No, insane. there are power rankings. There are computer programs that say there's only two or three teams that would be favored over this current North Dakota State team. I'm not, again, I'm not telling folks to, I'm, I'm not telling you you have to be happy with a sire. I'm not telling you any of you, any of that. But poo-pooing this uh, like it's some, I've seen folks keep saying Division Two. I've seen coach people saying, oh, this is a high school coach. All this type of stuff, that is so degrading to what he has been able to take at North Dakota State to the next level. They're beating Power 5 programs to get kids to go up to Fargo, North Dakota. I think he's a better mind than Craig Bull, and you can't tell me that Wyoming's a better program than K-State. I understand why people can be upset. But ignoring some of the reasons to get excited, that you're just telling yourself you can't be happy, you can't buy in, and I'm I don't want to do that anymore. I did that during the Bruce Weber years, and I'm not trying to compare the two two totally different coaching careers. But I'm not going to be miserable and rude against a team ever again. I can't do that. That wasn't fun, and I love college football, and I and I love K State, and I. I still just believe in Gene. And everyone saying this was the whole easy hire. The easy hire would have been going, you know, with freaking Jim Levitt, which thank God that didn't happen. Do you see he's going to get fired at Oregon? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I don't have, have any comment on that. It, I'm going to stay mean, away from that. One. I mean, because there are a ton of people who are campaigning for that guy. Or you could have gone with Wolford, you know, the guy that all the former players wanted. Is that a pyramid scheme? I think that was a pyramid scheme. I'm not scheme. even kidding. Like, when you look at the people that are pimping that out, it sounds like it was they're a all scheme. part of some sort of weird cult pyramid scheme. It's very, very strange. Um, yeah, but the there's a that million hires that would have been easier than this. Yeah, I agree. A million I mean, hires. He got so much backlash, and for him to, to stay with it anyways just shows that how much he believes in Chris Kleiman. So... Um, let's reflect on the process a little bit. So where did, where do you think Kleiman really truly fell in Gene's pecking order? Um, I think in Gene's heart of hearts, Kleiman was always his number one, but I think that Seth Luttrell was the first guy and the guy they went all in on first. I think it would be disingenuous to say that, um, it was always climbing. I think there's far too much evidence that says that we did go all in on trying to get Latrell. Um, but I do think in Gene's heart, he always wanted to go with climbing. I think when the search firm got, you know, in play, which I personally believe they've secretly been employed since October. I think when you put everything down on a spreadsheet, Latrell fit everything that you wanted for this job. And when that didn't happen, I think, Gene truly just said, "You know what? Screw it. I, this is this is my reputation on the line. I'm going with climbing. So that's what I think. Um, some folks are trying to say that he was as far down as four. I do not believe that. I truly believe that if if Norvell or Brown or anyone else was in front of climbing, I think it would have gotten done with them. Um, that's my opinion. Where where do you think he truly ranked in the pecking order of all these guys that were rumored with the job?" Um, I mean, there's no way to ever really know this, but I think I would say as high as second, um, maybe third. I think, you know, things shifted around a lot, obviously. He experienced a lot of blowback when when Latrell fell through, but I think he was genuinely, at the very least, he was third on his list. Um, I mean, who knows how hard we actually went for Venables. I know that we made contact with him, and who knows, but... Surely he saw Venables as a home run hire. I mean, that's he's the one of the top. He's probably a top three assistant in the country, and he's got an insane pedigree of coaching. And <coughs> I mean, from what I've heard from one of our sources, we really did go hard after Venables. So I don't know, and we obviously know everything that we know about Latrell. So I don't know. I put him as 
put him around second or third, but um, I guess at this point it doesn't really matter because he's in the driver's seat now. That's 100% true. Um, in your ultimate opinion, why do you think when it came down to the true offer that he went against the search firm? I mean, I think it's been pretty well leaked that the search firm put up guys that were young, offensive-minded, recruiting studs. Um, and Chris Kleiman could not be any more different from that. When it's, when it's all said and done, why do you think Gene Taylor decided to go this route? Um, well, very simply because he has immense faith in Chris Kleiman. I mean, what else is there to add to that? He's been we, he's been linked to Kleiman for such a long time for a reason, and he obviously has a, lo- a whole lot of faith in Kleiman if he was getting as much pushback as we think he was. I don't know. He's got a hell of a lot of faith in Chris Kleiman. That's that's his. Re- that's my reasoning. Um, and <coughs> then I, I'm kind of changing this final bullet point when I'm talking about uh, this final point. So I hope you didn't do too much homework. But it ultimately ended up going, you know, about seven, eight days in the coaching search. But it felt like forever. Yeah. What do you think that the overall opinion, the the initial reaction to Kleiman, we talked about on the Sunday pod. Um, everyone who is on the internet knows how poorly uh, the reaction was around his name on Friday when it fell through with Latrell. If we would have just gone all in, you know, behind the scenes, Venables said no, and okay, let's just let's get our guy, let's get climbing. Do you think the reaction would have been better or worse than what ended up happening? Who? Probably worse, honestly. Um, probably worse. I mean, we spent a real long time courting Latrell, what seems like a long time. Who knows how much we actually did. And I don't know how if we expected that to fall through when it got to the point that it did. Um, but, you know, when we shifted to climbing, that really did create a lot of pushback. And, uh, man, I don't know, because still all those people were were so upset about – Sorry, got distracted. Somebody's calling me. Um, <coughs> so when we when he got that pushback, obviously it changed things in terms of the length of how long it took. If we had immediately gone in and just been like, climbing, this is our guy, we're going for climbing, we're going to get him, I think the reaction would have been much worse because at, at least the perception of the fans now is that at least, you know, he did his due diligence and he checked out Norvell, he checked out Neil Brown, and he still came away thinking that climbing is the best candidate he's got. And that's why it took longer. So I don't know. But either way, there's going to be a chunk of people that are going to be pissed off no matter what. And you're seeing that on social media. I'm actually seeing a ton of people come starting to come around. So who knows? I don't know. Like, what do you think? I think it would have been way worse. I actually think that if <coughs> the whole Latrell uh, saga, catch, hashtag catching Latrell, um, if that wouldn't have been a thing, it was – Worcester started whispers started coming up in October. So if we then, hadn't got Latrell, yeah. not even gone from Latrell, no, we just go straight if, if, to climb. If all the talk, if if you replace the build up with Latrell, if you replace that with climbing, that it was always climbing with the outside hope of Venables. So you just replace the two. If you give fans, you know two months to build up to that, I think it goes a lot better. Because if you recall, when it first started coming <laughs> out, Latrell, there were a ton of folks that were just like, Latrell, what the – who is this? And it, it took a while, but it got to the point where you'd say probably almost 95% of K-State fans were 100% on board with him. I think that if you replace everything we heard about climbing with Latrell – or, yeah, climbing with Latrell that long – you would see at this point now that he has been hired a much better reaction because just look at it in the course of, you know, from Friday to now Tuesday evening, you, you probably see about, you know, 85% of folks saying, yeah, I'm going to support the guy. Um, Yeah. There's still some folks that are mad, but folks are starting to come around. If you would have given them two months to come around, I think the narrative around it would be much better. That's an interesting question. Um, I do definitely think that the Latrell infatuation certainly made things 
more difficult when we pivoted to climbing, but I still think people would have, <laughs> I still think people would have gone mental had climbing been like our top choice, quote unquote top choice, because people would have painted it even harder as like, oh, he just knows climbing, he's just going with his guy, it's a cop out higher, but I guess we'll never know. No, we definitely <laughs> won't. Um, let's let's pivot now into media reaction. I think both of us were on Twitter and on social media quite a bit last night. Let's start off with the positive side of it. You saw all sorts of national riders coming out and supporting the hire. You saw some guys that were fighting with K-State fans saying, no, this is a legitimately good hire. You had Stuart Mendel. You had a lot of the big names that were actually coming out and saying, hey, this is a great hire. Some KU fan tried to pipe off, and one yeah. of the most viral tweets said, well, Kleiman is just about to hit his peak. Les Miles hit his 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so keep it on the positive side for now. What what was going through your mind when you started seeing all these national talking heads piling in and saying, this is a good hire? Some of them saying great hire. You had a couple guys actually are saying specifically calling out that he is a better coach and a better hire than any of these other G5 guys. What was your thought when you saw all that? I mean, it's got to be encouraging, right? A lot of lot of national media guys, lots of lots of former players praising him and even, you know, some big name coaches like Dabo Sweeney are praising him. And I think it says a lot about <clears throat> at the very least his character. You know, when so many people are jumping not only to defend him but praise the hire, that that shows that, you know, obviously this guy's on another level than we realize. And, you know, if a coach like Dabo is going to come out and praise you for your ability to coach, then you probably know what you're doing. Um, I don't really have much else to say. Yeah, I agree. I thought uh, there were going to be a lot more folks who fall into what we're going to say in the next, the second part of this. But I was surprised. I listened to, you know, I, I, I've talked about it. I listen to hours upon hours of podcasts every week. Almost every single national college football podcast that I listen to, their guys were coming out and, like, just – saying this was an amazing hire. I saw someone legitimately say this was the best coach hired in this coaching carousel season. I I definitely wouldn't go that far. But the fact that so many people, not just even North Dakota State homers, these are ESPN guys, The Athletic, CBS, all these national guys are coming out and saying how great of a hire it is. I, I just can't help but think that it's going – it's all going to to work out. Work out. I that was part of what brought me along. And then you see guys like Abdul Beecham tweeting about how he's jealous about like these guys playing. Like they're not in the program anymore. They they don't have to say that type of stuff, but they were just offering it up. It's just, uh, I don't know. I it, that all was just so encouraging, and I it, it just got me even more excited. I woke up even earlier than I usually do just excited about K-State football again. I'm excited. I genuinely am. And I think it's obvious that we have a really, really good coach um, from the at least the X's and O's standpoint. That seems obvious to me at this point. I have other concerns that I think we'll probably touch on later, but let's just uh, transition into the next bullet point here. The flip side, you know, the national media folks are trotting out the talking point of, you know, who did K-State really think they were going to get? I want to take this one. I'm, yeah. I'm ranting and, all and, and let's just And let's just point it out there. there. This was the minority opinion on Twitter. So I've time. seen it from some media folks, but I've seen it more so from a chunk of our fan base, which is, all right, this shit annoys me so, so much, and it's extremely stupid narrative. It's totally baseless. I've ranted on this before, but here comes another mini rant. All right, I see people on Twitter talking about, you know, how are the only people that think this is a good job, you know, K-State fans? <coughs> yeah, it's a tougher job, sure. But uh, you can win here. And, you know, you can do it with less talent than your peers. Bill literally proved that you can beat people at K-State with far, far less talent. So <laughs> it's, ex it's just ridiculous. He did it by working extremely hard, sure, but... You know, if you've watched K-State at all in, the, in Snyder 2.0, you would know that Bill's coaching chops are not even close to what they used to be. All Snyder team traits, 
that people love to talk about with the Snyder teams and the Snyder bullshit narrative, those have been bullshit for quite some time. Um, you know, it doesn't help that the only other coach that <laughs> it doesn't help with that narrative that the only other coach that we've seen in the last thirty years was a complete sociopath child that you know ran off his entire staff after one year and ran off a massive chunk of his roster in his short three-year stint you know not every coach we hire not every coach we hire is going to be Ron Prince use your head also Venables would be coaching here if we'd offered him maybe in 2015 you know he may be coaching here if his kids weren't going to Clemson right now or if they were going to be going to Clemson also, Seth Luttrell was 100% the front runner at some point, and it fell through at the last minute due to a few different things. We don't know. We'll never know the concrete reasons, um, if it was money issue, if it had to do with retaining staff. We'll never know for sure why it fell through, but, you know, say what you want about that. The fact that the fact is there's a, he, there was a very hot name, up-and-coming up coach, that was a great prospect, and he was absolutely interested in the job, and it was 90% completed. So don't fucking tell me that nobody wants to come coach here because that's just absolutely ridiculous. Is K-State a blue chip? Absolutely not. Never will be. Um, it's a tougher des destination to coach at, no doubt. Um, but, you know, there are good coaches out there that want to be here, and <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Those K-State fans out there that are thinking that we'll never attract anyone to come to to come here and that this is a terrible terrible hire have some respect for yourself get have some therapy <laughs> go get some therapy for your shitty low self-esteem because the narrative that you guys are pushing is embarrassing i'm genuinely embarrassed for you well i i i don't uh, we might might have seen some different stuff from different folks and because i, I think that more I did i'm not i'm talking about fans that's fine i i did not see a lot of that i saw a lot of fans that were truly upset because they wanted more. I didn't see many folks that are saying, oh, of course we did this. This is what we deserve. I saw some of that from other fans. I saw a lot of, you know, Texas fans, some, uh, you know, SEC, some folks that are saying, why would K-State ever get mad uh, about this? You know, who do they think they are? This just goes back to the national narrative that folks think that, uh, Manhattan, Kansas is actually Joaquini, Kansas. You know, it's not. It has the airport. It's great. You you know, go back and listen to the Q and A rants I went on about how great Manhattan is and how great this job can be. So don't take shit from other fans. And guess what? Look them in the eye and, and tell them and tell people like Jake Trotter who are like who who did K State fans think they were going to get? Look them in the eye and say Gene Taylor legitimately chose Chris Kleiman over Norvell and Brown. That. I 100% believe that based on some of the things that we saw and some of the things that I was told. I 110% believe that this was a choice because Gene Taylor and the decision makers ultimately thought this was a better hire than those. And I and you know what? I I'm on board. I believe them. So I th that that's my whole stance on all of this. I completely agree with you. Uh, we're gonna pivot away to a couple other things, uh, but first off, hey, go to mybookie.ag, use our promo code BOYS25 to get a 50% deposit back. Um, they're great, mybookie.ag, and at mybookie on Twitter. So, what a joke. Let's talk about, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say any names, but the, the fact that some folks still legitimately believe I, I was just I was just shown some tweets and some messages. The fact that some folks truly do not understand that Manhattan, Kansas is not some podunk city that only K State fans think it, it's a good destination. That it it is asinine and, and, and it really it goes back I, I take back everything I said <laughs> from you. The fact that there are K State fans who truly believe that, I, I don't understand what's going through your head. Whatever. It, whatever. Chris Kleiman is going <laughs> to prove that you can recruit to Manhattan, Kansas. He's going He's going to prove that more than Bill Snyder can win there. And guess what? After he wins seven national titles at K-State and has his own statue, we're going to be the biggest big dog in the block. We're going to be Man, big boy. I, we're going to be big boy. Gosh, now I'm all fired up. I, know. I wish you wouldn't I told have shown you, me that. I, I saw it and it, it required a rant. It oh, it pissed me man. off. I wish I would. I wish I would have seen that, but it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Go to mybookie.ag. 
bet the over on K-State next year because I believe in Gene and I ride with Chris Kleiman. Um, the next biggest question now that we have our coach, we have our head guy, is what is his staff going to look like? There are a, a lot of rumors, especially with the Latrell stuff, about coaches being forced upon the next staff. Gene Taylor straight up said in one of his videos with, you know, friend of the pod, sexy, bald, Brian Smoller, that no coach is being forced upon this staff. And I and I think it's asinine that, you know, that narrative is out there. I think it 100% was leaked by Latrell's camp to try to make it look like he was saving – I don't even know. But the staff is going to come in. Um, Grant, what do you want that staff to look like? You can give names if you want them. You can give mixes of background. In your perfect world, what does this staff look like? Well, I think there's going to be some retention of staff. If we were to keep guys, there are names that I want to keep. Blake Seiler, Norwood, and Taylor Bratt. Um, those are the three guys that I think 100% we should keep those guys. Um I guess you can make arguments for their coaches, but I'm not going to. <coughs> I don't know. I've heard possibly Sean Snyder is going to be staying on staff, but I have no idea. My personal opinion on that is that that would be a mistake, frankly. I think that would be a mistake. Not because he's not qualified. I just have fears of conflict of interest. Um, Sean's a guy that's been ex super, super hands-on in the program for a long, long time, and obviously he's going to have a line of communication with his father Bill Snyder I just don't like that um I wish I don't know I wish we could just have a clean break from the Snyders entirely um I just kind of have a fear that Bill's gonna have some sort of influence over over the program for a little bit which I I really really don't like other than that I have no idea <laughs> in terms of like coordinators that we're gonna bring in I assume there's going to be some sort of contingency that's going to follow follow him with with him to K-State. I hope we can maybe reel in a young, good offensive coordinator, but I have no idea, honestly. I'm <laughs> not educated enough about good coordinators around the country to really make a, a good comment on that. Yeah, I think, uh, I think there's a very, very good chance you're going to see Blake Seiler and Norwood stay on. I think there is a good chance when it's all said and done that Colin Klein stays on. I do believe when it's all said and done, Sean Snyder will be on this staff. I agree with you. I think I I really, really would like to see Sean, if he wants to keep coaching, go go to North Carolina, go with Mac Brown. They still haven't filled their special teams coordinator job. Get out to Chapel Hill. Carolina is a beautiful place. Um, I would, I, it's sounding like, fingers crossed, Taylor Bratt's going to be kept on. Yes. Um, that would be massive. Uh, you know, there's some talk about maybe poaching uh, Wyoming's defensive coordinator that Craig Bull took with them. They have a top 20 defense, top 20 scoring defense. Um, there's some guys on Iowa's staff, their offensive line coach, uh, has a history with climbing. Um, and another thing, and I put this down uh, later in the show to talk about, but Kleiman's on the board of trustees at the uh, American Football Head or just Coaches Society, the American Football Coaches Society. Um, to say he doesn't have connections and to say that he doesn't know folks and he couldn't fill out a Power Five staff, well, that's something I thought myself. Um, you, you're just not doing your homework on the guy. Yeah, I come around. And, I've come around on that. And he also has guys who come off his coaching tree that are actually doing stuff in the NFL right now. Um, to think he can't get a good staff, I I just think you're not doing your homework. You're just trying to find reasons to hate on a guy. Um, so I I do think in the the talk was he's meeting with his team the team uh, tonight Tuesday night. The, and then he's interviewing all the current coaches uh, Wednesday morning before his press conference. I would really like to see either at the beginning of his press conference or at the end of it or shortly after in a press release, any guys he wants to retain, I hope that is announced so they can just start recruiting like crazy. Um, 
I will throw out there of the current staff, KSO's done a great job. Uh, they're saying that Mo, uh, his time is finally going to come to an end at K-State. He's been there forever, it seems like. It sounds like they don't anticipate Fabris staying on. It sounds like they don't think Hickson's going to stay on, which, you know, there are a couple guys connected to him that might hurt a little bit. And they don't think Hanson's going to stay on. Um, n- not just KSO, but – um, just stuff from that I personally have been hearing. I'd be very surprised if Coleman stayed on. Um, so I I think everyone else, there's a shot. They're in play. I don't think that means they're 100% on the staff. Um, but, you know, that's just what we're hearing. Hopefully uh, we expand the staff away from just 10 coaches, a couple GAs, and one recruiting coordinator. I'm hoping we see – you know, different analysts comes in, more support staff, more recruiting staff, um, just more uh, in the overarching football staff, and I think we will see that. Um, we'll move on from the coaches. Um, let's play a little game. You're Chris Kleiman. You have three phone calls to make right now. Granted, we're recording this. He's ar- he's already made 300 phone calls, but who do you hope were the three <laughs> phone calls he made after – Gene called him Big Boy and offered him the job. Big Boy. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, that was really good. Um, <clears throat> okay, first call goes to Alex Barnes. Easily. Right now to say our current roster at running back is shambolic would be putting it lightly. Um, you could talk about Mike McCoy still being on the team, but, you know, he's probably never going to play again. I Basically, we have no running backs. <laughs> we have no running backs on scholarship. I mean, if Alex Barnes decides to declare, we will be in serious trouble. So keeping Alex Barnes somehow, some way, if you can convince him, that would be critical. Two, Taylor Bratt. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to be staying on staff. You know, I've kind of come around on that very recently. Um but he just just reading stuff from KSO, you know, thinking that you know they're gonna be he's gonna be be on staff, but you know, also he, you'd be crazy not to keep that guy, dude. He busts his ass in recruiting. He's basically doing the work of of multiple people. He's loved by recruits. He's loved by parents. He's loved by the whole team. The team loves him. The coaches love him. Um, you know, it's important to keep him on. He's that just tells you everything. And I also I, I don't know where I read this. I'm guessing it was probably KSO. <laughs> But um, recruits were actually asking if he was going to be retained, you know, like hoping that he would stay. So that just tells you everything you need to know about keeping Taylor Bratt. And number three, <laughs> I'd call the Bosco's boys. Um, you know, fan pushback has been insane. What better way to combat that than to get on the number one K-State sports podcast, give yourself a phenomenal platform to address the fans directly, diminish those concerns. I mean, Frankly, I expect our phone to be ringing at any point. And that was obviously slightly jokey, but if I were to have a serious third answer, it would be I'd be I'd be making a at least five-man recruiting staff like right now, just just for recruiting. I'd be starting. I'd get Taylor Bratton and say, "Hey, you get five guys, or I'm going to we're going to try to get five guys and we're going to get some analysts and recruiting guys go out and bust your ass." I don't know. <laughs> That's a hard question, honestly. I, it is a tough question. I'm not going to repeat any of yours, but I, I you know, I, I loved what you said. I think Alex Barnes has to be the first one. Um, the first call I'm making is to Keenan Garber. Um, the be- probably, if not the best overall recruit, the best skill guy uh, currently committed. KU is trying like hell to get him to flip. Yeah. Um, it's important to keep that free state pipeline going. Um they have a ton of guys, uh, you know, they have a ton more guys coming. It, it's a pipeline I want to keep going. So that's the, the first call I'm going to make. Then I'm, you know, calling the two boys down at uh, Wichita. I think it's Northwest. Marcus Hicks and Brees Hall. Uh, Hicks is going to Oklahoma. Hall currently committed to Iowa State. Defensive end and running backs. Running back two game-changing recruits if you could talk to those guys and say hey stay in state be be a part of this truly sell this new era of k-state um and just go all in on saying we want to make this a spot where kansas kids come to shine come to k-state 
go to bowl games, go to the NFL. Sell them on that vision. Sell them on that dream. If you could get both or even one of those guys to flip, that would be massive. Just massive. The third call you have to make, you know, you talked about Barnes. I'm going I'm to call up Isaiah Zuber. Um, yeah, I think you could. That's huge, you actually. Could, you could say a couple other folks. Um, you know, almost all your linebackers that we're talking about coming back, all of them, all of them graduated just a couple days ago. They could all grad transfer away. So I, you could have said them. Um, you, but I'm saying Zuber because I truly believe, and if you guys have been listening to us all season, we believe in that he has game breaking talent. Um, I think that he is your most explosive offensive player. And if Barnes truly is gone, you're going to have to find ways to get the ball in Zuber's hands, whether it's running, passing, anything. Um, So I think it's going to be important to truly recruit your current roster to stay. So those are the three three calls I would make. Um, We're going to close it off. We're going to just – we're just going to go down – um, I, I, I did some homework. I found, came up with positives. I'll read through them. You can react to them. You can add your own stuff in. Um, we're just going to end it with just what we believe to be, uh, fact based opinions to leave you on the show. We're not going to tell you, we're not going to tell you how to feel, but here's just what went into my mind. Um, when I'm evaluating Chris Kleiman, he's currently 67 and six at North Dakota State with three national titles. The one year he didn't win, he went to the semifinals and finished third in the FCS coaching pool, and he's currently in the FCS semifinals. The dude truly is elite. He's truly the best coach ever to do it at the FCS level, and it's not even close. Folks try to point to Craig Bull and what he did his final four, four, three, four years there. He didn't win any national titles or any Missouri Valley Conference titles without climbing on his staff. First as a defensive backs coach, then as a defensive coordinator. He's on the board of trustees of the American Football Coaches Association. He has connections. All they, they voted him to that position. He has the respect of his peers. And finally, he has a history. We, you want to talk about recruiting. He has a history of recruiting Kansas City Metro, great, and Kansas. Yes, we know you can't build a 10-win team only using Kansas City and Kansas kids. But fact of the matter is we have pointed out over the life of this show that Kansas has some real football players. You have the number one pro-style quarterback going to Wisconsin this year. You have a defensive end going to Oklahoma. You have a running back who's supposed to be going to Iowa State. You have a couple other guys going to Wisconsin and Nebraska. Notre Dame has come in here before. Clemson has come in here before. You have legitimate building block talent in the state of Kansas, and he knows how to recruit Kansas. Um, Another call I'd make, maybe Turner Corcoran. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Be I'd, talking call, to I'd be calling him for he's a legitimate five-star prospect in the twenty twenty class. Yeah, he's like I believe he's a four-star now, but he's probably going to end up. Top 50 yeah. is what they're projecting. It, and, you know, you're going to need to reload that offensive line. I agree with you. They're, they're, the talent is in the state that you can have a building block. And he has a history of recruiting Kansas and Kansas City. I think that's immense. Those are the positives I wrote down. Um, do you have anything to add to that or any reactions to all that stuff? I mean, the man's a good coach. <laughs> He's a good coach. There are concerns that I have, but you can't deny – you can't deny those numbers. You can't deny what he's done at North Dakota State. I just hope it's going to be a diff- it's going to be a difficult transition coming straight into the Power Five, which just it's just everything on a bigger scale, which is going to be hard. But you know, I think he's going to be all right. All right. So. Here, here's the negatives. We're gonna we're gonna lay them out. The history of FCS to FBS is not pretty. There are far more failures than success stories. The law of averages are not in his favor despite his insane winning percentage at the FCS level. The only other the only other downside, because I don't buy that he can't recruit Texas, I don't buy that he can't get a staff. The only other thing is not only is he an FCS to FBS jump, but he has almost no FBS pedigree. I'm going to read out his entire 
resume when it comes to college football. Take this for what it's worth. He played at Northern Iowa. Then he was the DB coach at UNI from 91 to 93. Then he was the Western Illinois DB coach from 94 to 96. His one year at FBS football was the defensive back coach in 97 for a Terry Allen-led KU football team. He took a year off coaching, then he was at Missouri State as a DB coach in 99. After a stint there, he was the Loris College Division III defensive coordinator from 02 to 04. Then he was the head coach at Loris College Division III. 2005, he went 3-7. and seven. It is what it is. He went back to Northern Iowa. He was the DB coach there for four years. Then that's when he went to North Dakota State. 2011 db coach then the dc from 12 to 13 and then the greatest fcs coach in the history of the game from 2014 to 2018 now he's your kansas state football coach that's his pedigree it's a it's it's a scarlet letter i'm not gonna lie to you um but those are those are the two negatives he doesn't have a history of failure he doesn't have a history of player abuse he 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 there is nothing besides those two things and those are two massive things two massive things i'm not I'm not sugarcoating it but you know those are the negatives yeah i don't really have anything to add those are the negatives that everyone has been talking about already i figure you know it is what it is we know we know he's coming from the fcs that's why people are mad but you're going to have to get over it one way or the other. Do you have any good closing statements you'd like to part <sighs> our beautiful boneheads with? Yeah, first off, I love the boneheads unconditionally. I Again, this podcast was not meant to be – this was not supposed to pump sh- sunshine. Um, it wasn't meant – to tell you we are far from yeah, we, the of uh, from p- sunshine pumpers i mean i mean that is not what we do that's not what we do and i'm not sitting here and telling you this can't fail because quite frankly it can and if you look at things statistically and if you use history as an indication which that's the only thing you can truly do there's a much better chance that he is terry allen than he's you know Jim Harbaugh or Jim Trestle or uh, Frank Beamer or any of these success stories. There are far more stories of guys failing, making this jump, but no one has been able to win like he has at this level. And Gene Taylor believes in him, putting his, putting his livelihood, putting his career, putting his reputation on a guy. Um, Some folks have, come after me saying that I give Gene Taylor too much credit and I only do this because he came on the podcast and some folks even try to say that I get my talking points from that and that is not true I love Gene Taylor but quite frankly you know he doesn't email me as much as some of you think he does uh you know Gene if you're listening feel free to email me you know I would love to talk to you again um it's it's a risk it's a risky hire it is not safe. It was not the easy move. He believes in Chris Kleiman more than he believes in countless G5 coaches, countless coordinators. This is who he's staking his reputation on, and it takes a guy with massive balls to do that. Um, say what you want about Gene Taylor, but I, I truly believe in this man, and I believe in his massive balls and his – ability to put it all on the line so those are my closing statements fair 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 i like it i like what i'm hearing um you know although i have my concerns i'm fully on board now um like you've said before it takes way too much energy to be burn it down from day one um that's not what i'm gonna do if after a few years we are clearly regressing then i'll i will change or I will shift my opinion on things, and I'll be I'll look at it objectively. But at this point, we've got our coach. He's yet to coach a single second for K State football, so to be completely against him right now is pretty silly. You can be mad about the hire, you can hate the hire, um, but there's nothing to be done about it right now. There's nothing that's going to change it. If it doesn't work out, guess what? We can try again. 
and guess what? It won't be Gene doing it. Right. If Chris Kleiman doesn't work out, Gene Taylor is gone. There is a legitimate chance that, you know, come this time in 2020, if Kleiman has, you know, done poorly, Gene Taylor will be out. And following 2021, Kleiman will be out too. Yeah. I mean. We can try again. What I would say is I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, we're not going to tell you guys how to feel, how to react to this. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I would just say I would hope that you would not be anti-K-State because of this football hire. Um, you know, we like to claim that we're some of the greatest fans in the country. Now's, now's the time to, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Back it up. We can't go forward with if the majority of fans are dragging their feet on this hire. Um, we just can't. I'd say back the cats, back the kids, you know, back back the school. You love K-State for a reason. I ride with Clyde. Back them up. We ride with Clyde. Meet me at the Cathead. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. It's gonna be Podcast Network.